Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, guys, welcome back to this week's show, my friends. How is your December going so far? <laughs> it's actually been pretty intense uh, as weeks go over here. I uh, turned the big 4-0 on Tuesday. I should say on December 7th, because who knows when you're listening to this. And um, that was wild because I still just really feel like a wise-ish 30-year-old, which I guess is a good thing, right? So it's just, you look at that number and it's like, okay, didn't think this day was going to come so quick, but here we are. But it was good. And um, we also now officially have every podcast up on YouTube in case you'd prefer to watch my crazy antics. (laughs) So that's great. That's there for you too. That was a labor of love. And um, I will link the channel, the YouTube channel in the show notes for you. And today, this is a fun one. Today, we shipped our very last holiday Etsy order. Woohoo! I'm, I'm, I'm breathing a bit of a sigh of relief. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm also saying a little prayer that everything <laughs> arrives in one piece, as one does as an Etsy seller. So if you missed the last episode, which was this year's holiday survival guide for Etsy, I mentioned that we put our shop on vacation early. Um, we, you know, they have the vacation mode on Etsy. Um, actually, podcast episode three talks about that in detail in my whole strategy. We use it every year. Uh, we put it we put it in vacation mode early this year, and I'm pretty thrilled with that decision right about now. So, um, yeah, I'm a really big advocate for deciding in advance how much you want to work, you know, what your goals are, what your family needs are, and letting that be good enough. Uh I think that, you know, my daughter, she's six right now and she's amazing. And I don't want her to remember just signs around the holidays. I want her to remember special family time and all that. So I think it's good to balance it. And, you know, for so many years, I just let the business and the orders kind of drive me, if that makes any sense, rather than me driving the business. I was just going to take what I could get and run. And it worked well for a while. You know, we made a lot of money and we really built the business up. We made a lot of sales. But if you function that way forever, it's a recipe for burnout. So been there, done that, got the t-shirt, not planning a return trip. Thank you. (laughs) So this is a better model for me now. So I'm going to be focusing on this coaching business and podcast and 
figuring out how to serve you guys better. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. I don't even know when slash if I'll open the shop again. It's probably going to be very, very different um, for Etsy. And I'm just going to focus here on you guys because it's so fulfilling and I love seeing you succeed. Um, and, and by the way, I just love it when you guys reach out to me. I want to tell you this because I know sometimes when you know people are a busy entrepreneur, a busy coach, you might hesitate and think, oh, they don't want to hear from me. No, no, no. I love it when you send your questions, when you ask if you'd be a good fit for coaching, when you provide feedback, when you're like, I'd love to hear about this subject. You guys, I love that. I am a big open door hug and it might take me a few days to get back to you. I might not be able to answer any question just via email, but I really welcome you to reach out. I invite you to reach out to me. I love that. And um, I'm the kind of person who really hesitates with people that are an expert that I would want to. And, and I've been trying to get better about that. Like, Lizzie, you're worth it. And you, my friend listening, you're worth it. So if you um, please receive this as your open invitation to send me an email, my email, it, look it, I'm going to give you my public email on the internet, not my public, my email on the public internet. It's Lizzie Smiley. And I spell Lizzie L-I-Z-Z-I-E. S-M-I-L-E-Y at yahoo.com. Um, or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm over at how to sell your stuff on Instagram. That's kind of a newer account that we're building up, but there's fun um, reels over there. And I do client shout outs. It's been fun. I, you know, I was spelling out that name and <laughs> I couldn't help but notice I went into the cadence. Did you guys, when you were kids or, or you for your kids, do you did you come up with little songs to teach them how to spell their name? Like we did this for my daughter. We were trying to teach her how to spell Lorelai. And we taught her L-O-R-E-L-A-I, Lorelai, Lorelai, Lorelai. And then S-M-I-L-E-Y, smiley, smiley, smiley. I'm sorry if that's just not remotely what you want to hear today. But I couldn't help but chuckle as I was spelling my last name and I fell into the, the little toddler chant. <laughs> Maybe you can relate. And with that chaos, let's get into this week's topic. It's going to be a good one. And one of the most frequently asked questions that I receive from you guys is about what to sell on Etsy. Truly, people say, what should I sell? And especially, what should I sell that would fall more into the digital space? Something I don't have to make with my hands. And please, not the crafty space is what some of you say. And I love working with my crafters. That's obviously how I've done my shop. I had a printable shop for a while too. So I do coach to that. I have experience, but um, I figured if so many of you are curious about the, what can I sell that I don't have to make with my hands, let's just make an episode out of it. And so here we are. And today is all about product ideas that you can sell on Etsy that you don't actually have to make with your hands. And a little teaser, in a few weeks, I'm doing another episode on what I think the biggest Etsy trends are going to be for 2022. I'm excited. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast so you can see when the new episode drops each week. I, I really strive to get one out every Thursday. Sometimes I don't do a week if there's a holiday, but I'm going to, I'm hope to, hoping to get even more diligent about that. Maybe add more later. So, and you know what, actually, this gives me an idea. If um, because of what I'm planning for 2022, if you know of an expert, um, social media, Etsy, something in the space that would be relevant to helping, um, helping you guys as, as our listeners learn how to sell better, um, areas that, that you could really use help in. If you know of an expert or of a super cool Etsy shop that you love to buy from, that you love to support, and you think I should interview them on the podcast, will you please DM me? 
or email me about them. It's okay if you don't know them. If you do know them, please introduce us. If you don't know them and you just think they'd be awesome, shoot me a note because I am getting so excited about next year and all of the amazing guests we have lined up. I And I've got such a little fire going, if you can't tell, um, with the momentum on that. So this show is going to be a blast, you guys. I can't even stand it. So please, if there's someone you think that I should invite on the show, I want to know about them. Um, and squirrel moment over, putting a bow on it, but that was good stuff. Here we go, my friends. We're going to talk about our list of non-handmade Etsy products. And the first one is one that, um, you know, a, a listener or a follower a while back messaged me, and I was really grateful for this. They say, Lizzie, why don't you talk about this at all? And I'm like, you are correct. I should. And so the number one thing that we're going to talk about is vintage items. So um, even though Etsy did start out as just strictly a handmade, things that were handmade many, many moons ago, it is now open to much more, um, many more choices. There are other things you can sell. And one of them that is a big trend are vintage items. So if you have something that is 20 years or older, it's considered vintage and you can sell it on Etsy. So where would you find these things? You would find them at a garage sale or an estate sale or a thrift store or a pawn shop or Goodwill. Um, flea markets might be great. eBay, your garage, your grandma's house. I don't know. There's so many places that you might find these things. And I think the trick is in the learning how to find the good stuff, right? So I, I wanted to give you guys some more value on this. So when I just did a basic, some basic research today on Etsy for, you know, like what are the most searched and shopped vintage items? It gave me this, I got this list of um, search terms. So these would be, these would be things to look for that will probably sell very well on Etsy because people are looking for them. Um, vintage rings. I have, I got to read the list. Vintage rings, vintage sweatshirt vintage jewelry, vintage Christmas ornaments, vintage Christmas, vintage Nike crew neck, vintage Nike sweatshirt, vintage crew neck, and vintage sweatshirt. I have no idea what's going on with the Nike, but obviously that is trending right now. Maybe gives you some ideas. So those search terms, those items are going to do really well for the month of December if you want to get some listings up. And be prepared, just like everything else, it will likely shift a bit at the end of the month, moving into January. So that list will probably change. But you can be certain that the vintage niche generally will continue to be a good one in the, in the coming year. And again, the key is finding out where you can find the best stuff where you live and how to list it. Okay, so item number two, apparel, clothing, home goods, that kind of thing. Some people do this themselves for their Etsy shop at home with a screen printer or some kind of embroidery machine um, or um, though the stick-on type of, I, don't, I should probably know, the vinyl type of, uh, you know, um, shirts or whatever. But you can also use a product partner that does it for you. So that's what we're going to, for the purpose of this episode, that's what I want to, the, the hands-free products. I thought, you know... It, for, for a, when you use a partner, you would create the design yourself um, that goes on the product. And you would use a design software if you have it, Adobe Illustrator, or I never got those skills, okay? I've been doing all different kinds of design for social media management, webs, websites, and all that for many, many years. I've never used fancy stuff like that. Don't let it scare you. You can use something simple like canva.com. I have a link for them down in the show notes if you're not familiar, um, but it's so user-friendly. You'll love it. I, I promise. I do not have you know any formal design training. I don't have any formal design software. Canva is it. And then what you're going to do after you make that design using Canva 
you would like create your design on a transparent background. And then you partner with a company like Printful, which is my favorite. Uh, I have researched them and I've used Printful personally. I will link them in the show notes for you too, so you can grab that. And they have all the apparel, t-shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, crop tops, anything you could possibly want. Plus they have some decor. I think you can do pillows. They have some other home goods um, that you can, you can then take the design that you created with the transparent background, and then you can put the design on that product. And you create an account with them your own, you know, login and password, and then you upload your design, um, where then you can, it's just like when you're, you know, ordering pictures from Walgreens or something and you upload your picture and then, you know, you can kind of make adjustments to it. So for this, you upload your design onto the apparel. They show you on the screen, here's what the shirt looks like. And then you place it where you want it to be, where you want them to print it onto the shirt and right, you do it right on their website. It's pretty user-friendly, guys, so don't worry about the tech. If tech tends to freak you out, this is, like I said, it's to me, in my opinion, it's as simple as basically uploading, um, you know, JPEGs or your pictures to Walgreens to get them printed. So then what you'll do is you'll integrate uh, Printful to your Etsy shop. It's easier than it may sound. They have lots of tools to show you every step to take. And then whenever an order comes into your Etsy shop, it's sent straight through to Printful for you. And they make it to the specifications, like the design you provided and the size and color that the customer chose. And they make it and ship it for you. It's absolute magic. And the hardest part about this, okay, because I always want to be straightforward with you guys. The hardest part about this is not being in control of the process once the order comes in. You know, you're at the mercy of how fast are they going to ship it? How, you know, how? obviously the packaging isn't going to be quite what it would be. It's going to be more simple than if you packaged it. But it's crazy easy. So, you know, the key I think is to make sure you're watching what the current turnaround times are. You know, how, Printful should be should be telling you, you should be able to find on their website how long it's taking for them to turn around orders. It's going to vary seasonally and paying attention to that and just adjust your listings and communicate with your customers accordingly. Um, but I love Printful. I have used them. They have those they have a bunch of choices, but for t-shirts, they have those ultra soft Bella and canvas t-shirts, which and I'm a sucker for that higher quality feel. Um, my sister and I, we have a Shopify store called sweetsoutherngoods.com. And uh, we work on it from time to time for fun. And it sells Texas and Southern related t-shirts. And we've been delighted with Printful. It's super convenient. And, you know, I think uh, upload your design and then order a sample shirt for yourself so you can see how it looks. There were some that we did that were like, oh, I don't love how that looks. We need to change it. So that's one way you can kind of help manage the the quality in the process, but it's it's great. So, okay, I'm going to move on from there, but it's Printful is wonderful. There are others that other companies that do that too, but how simple is that? This podcast is brought to you by Daily Harvest. You've probably heard of Daily Harvest, right? They make those clean, organic food and smoothie bowls. They're perfect for on the go, and it's definitely made its way through the grapevine. So this is so funny. Whenever I bring up Daily Harvest with people, they've all heard of it. They're always like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it, but I've never tried it. Is it actually any good? And I love this conversation because I have used Daily Harvest since early 2021. And um, and it's been incredible. I've actually been on a weight loss and maintenance journey for many years. And it's been such a delicious and helpful tool actually to help me stay on track. So in case you haven't heard of it, Daily Harvest is a company that creates organic whole food smoothies and bowls and flatbreads 
They are packed with nutrition and really amazing ingredients to help you make great choices for your body. And they have tons of choices that they'll ship to you frozen so you can prepare them when you need them and with so much convenience. So I love the smoothies. I'll blend them up at home and um, I'll use oat or flax milk and the scoop of Primal Kitchen protein powder. And my favorites are the strawberry and peach and the mint and cacao right now. But I actually haven't had a smoothie that I didn't love. I've tried uh, many of them. They're delicious. And then uh, for lunches, I'll use their bowls very often. And I'll make a little extra protein for dinner the night before, you know, throw a little extra chicken or steak or whatever um, on the grill or in the oven and for whatever I'm already cooking. And then I'll put the extra on the bowl the next day for lunch and I'll just have an amazingly healthy and satisfying and delicious meal. And so I always feel really good about these choices. Like I don't have to think about it. It's easy. So for the bowls, my personal favorites right now are the sweet potato and wild rice hash bowl the spinach and shiitake grits. And then there's um, a Brussels sprouts and pad lime Thai bowl with some spice that I, that I always order too. But there's lots of interesting flavor combos to choose from. You really can't go wrong. So just look at the choices and pick flavors that appeal to you. And if you need a convenient but healthy food to keep your body strong and on track, I really feel very confident to suggest you check out Daily Harvest, try your first order. You can actually get $35 off your first order with my link down in the show notes. So go ahead and grab that. If you need a little incentive, do it. They're amazing. You'll be so happy with the quality of their meals. Number three is the same kind of concept, It's called, uh, which is called POD or print on demand, which means the order comes in and another company fulfills it for you. So this would be print on demand or POD jewelry. And this works exactly like the apparel. Uh, and actually, uh, Printful even has some jewelry options if you wanted to offer apparel and jewelry and just keep it in one place. Or you can look into the company that's called Shine On. I can also uh, link that for you in the show notes. And they can also link right to your Etsy shop. And every time you get a sale, they will also, they will make and ship the jewelry for you. And the key to this one is in picking your niche just like anything else, but the part of the product that you design for, for POD jewelry is the piece of cardstock that the jewelry is packaged against. So can you imagine that when you kind of go, go to some stores and it'll be um, a little piece of cardstock that is slid into a little plastic baggie that's sealed and the necklace is hanging against that little backdrop of cardstock and there's little notches on the side that, that you know, the manufacturer put one one side of each of the necklace into to kind of hold it in place. And so you're going to be designing that cardstock for this. And so you need to create a beautiful design with a written message that would be specific to someone, you know, like a stepmom or a godmother or an aunt or a piano teacher, whatever your niche is. And I think the more creative you get with this, the more you could really have an edge. So you get real specific. And if your design and message is attractive to the shoppers for that niche, you could sell a ton of these and, and do nothing beyond creating that digital design once of the card and setting up the shop and, and make a whole bunch of people really happy. And so I am going to link, there's a fun TikTok from last Christmas that will show you how this works and kind of give you an example. And this gal that I follow, she gives tons of tips about this. I literally found Shine On because of her. So if you're curious and you like TikTok, you might uh, pop on over to the show notes and, and take a look at that because seeing this, you can also see it obviously by going to shineon.com or click the, the link below. But if you want to watch the TikTok, it, it might, she might entertain you. She's intense. She's got some personality, but it's, it's good stuff. 
Number four, we're going to talk about printables. A printable is anything where you're providing a file uh, as so the, the customer is not going to be mailed anything. You're providing a digital file that's usually in pretty standard formats, like a PDF, a JPEG or a PNG. Don't don't stress if you don't know what those are, but those are different file types. And there are so many different things, but people love printables because they can get it right away. They don't have to wait for it and they can print it at home. You're just creating the design and the layout for them. You know, the trick with these is going to be paying attention to dimensions, making sure you're giving them accurate printing instructions at home. That's, you know, a lot of times what will go awry with shops that sell printables is if they if the customer is clueless and the shop doesn't provide really good instructions for here's how you print it. But if you think about it, friend, like you've only got to do that once. It's not like you've got to go figure that out every day or go make something every day. You figure it out once, you can copy and paste it for every single listing you've got, and then you can just keep selling principles. So I've got a list of ideas because when I dug into this, I, you know, I used to sell, well, I'll, I'll get to, I'll tell you what I sold, but I used to sell some principles, but they fell into one of these categories. Now there are so many categories you could do this for. So really big ones are coloring pages. If you are a designer, an artist, or you know one that you could work with or you want to hire one, coloring pages for kids and adults, adults are huge. So you could sell those. Decor. So that would be, you know, pieces to be framed or hung. You're going to really have to pay attention to the printing instructions on that, right? Because they may be printing them a lot bigger. They may need to actually be taking the file to their local print shop. That's the only trick to that. But you can get things they can hang on their wall or put in a picture frame to give as a gift. You know, maybe there's a place for them to glue a photo on it, um, on, on the printable, and you've got the f- like little framing around it or some well, some special wording there for whoever they're gifting it to. But it would be decor pieces. Then, you know, you've got event printables, and this is what I did. So I did baby and wedding shower printables, you know, signs for the gift table, for the dessert table, for, you know, name tag placement, for a welcome sign. You There are... It, there's an endless, endless number of things you can do for those. And people love to buy a package of them, right? They, they know for the shower they're going to need. They want corresponding little signs that they can frame or put up on each table with whatever that table is for. Um, and I was going to share a story here. So this is a bit of a, a bit of a sidetrack, but it's relevant. So the one time I had a copyright violation and it was in my printable shop and I did not I was very surprised because I am a very high integrity person. I'm very careful about copyright. I've done some things in the past that when I when I learned about copyright, I immediately changed courses. I don't want to uh, do anything illegal. I'm a I am a rule. I'm one of those. <laughs> my husband's a little more cavalier. I am a rule follower to the T, probably too much. But in this instance, I didn't understand or appreciate how it was a copyright violation because I was being dense. So, um someone reached out to me and they wanted to buy one of my baby shower kits for printables. And they asked, you know, they wanted to play the game. Uh, You have a big jar and it was count the Legos. They were going to put a bunch of Legos in and everyone for the shower game had to guess how many were in there. The winner would get a little door prize. Sure. No problem. I created it. And then it was cute. So I put the listing up in my shop. Well, about a month later, I got a cease and desist letter from Lego and they do not want you understandably now hello lizzie using their name their copywritten you know branded trademark i guess it would be trademarked name lego so 
just a thought there as you uh, as you move into the printable space, you can still get dinged for <laughs> for copyright. And I thought that that might be a lesson to someone there. So it was not my favorite day. And I took it down right away. And it, it was in case you were wondering, nothing serious happened. They don't actually want to get into a thing with you. They're just usually they're just first going to send you a note via Etsy and you can respond. And I just immediately took it down and apologized. And that was the end of that. I was, I was fortunate. So, um, okay. So other ideas, Sunday school activities, you know, little churches are looking for stuff like this all the time. What are we going to do with the four-year-olds? What are we going to do with the seven-year-olds? You could create those printables. They'll shop for them on Etsy, print them out, and they can use them for years in their Sunday school. Um, birthday activities. You know, I, I could imagine you putting together a pin the tail on the donkey or, or who knows what kind of creative games you could come up with that then people can print, letting the kids do tic-tac-toe at the table or, you know, who knows what they're doing these days birthday activities. Um, really popular is this happened. This came out really during the, uh, pandemic was writing practice pages for preschoolers and kinder where they can practice writing out their letters. You could do that in a creative way. Um, cursive practice. Now you could really get into it. You could do calligraphy practice or training. You could add, if you're, if you're a calligrapher, you could add all kinds of fun where they can practice the, the lettering style. You could even sell, which we're going to get to in a little bit, as a digital style, you can almost sell it as a course in there. Um, homeschool worksheets. So hopefully I've got your juices flowing about printables. There are bunches of, of ideas and options for you there. Number five, digital files. The world is your oyster here, okay? This is an extension of printables, but I wanted to differentiate uh, because I, there's some fun things that fall under digital files that are not necessarily a printable. So uh, I sort of alluded to this. The first idea would be tutorials. You could provide PDFs and or videos that teach something. Um, you could sell patterns for sewing, knitting, crochet. What is so fun about this, you guys, is you create it once and then you can just resell it and resell it and resell it. You could do cards or stationery. You could do invitations, you know, birthday party invitation, um, wedding. If some people want to do, you know, use printables for wedding invitation. There's all kinds of digital files and it, when you can personalize them, Oh my goodness, you're on a, another level too. That's good. Planner pages. This is huge. If you can get into a certain niche and provide planner pages, you can sell fonts. If you're a font designer, I have bought, I've purchased many of my fonts through Etsy. It was a great source for that. Presets for Adobe Lightroom or some other photo editor. A preset is just where a really good photographer puts together. These are the settings. I adjust the, on every photo, I adjust the brightness this much and the contrast this much and the saturation this much. And then you can buy from them their presets and make your pictures look amazing <laughs> without, without having to know how to do it. You use their presets. So look that up if that's interesting to you. You can sell your stock photos if you're a photographer. You can sell mock-ups. So for me, um, with my sign shop, I often purchased mock-ups from Etsy. And it's basically where some wonderful photographer has set up a room with a wall or a mantle or something perfect for me. And I buy the photo that has that on it. And then I can digitally put my sign on it and add a little drop shadow and make it look like it's naturally a part of the room. But the mock-up, having that because I, you know, my, my house is not a uh, Pinterest home. It is not going to be in better homes and gardens. I live in a very real messy, not super designy house. <laughs> and that's great for us, but it wasn't great for my photography most of the time. And I didn't have a lot of variety. So I could create variety with those mock-ups. You can sell templates for resumes or other documents. You could sell, um, you could create personalized kitchen or recipe pages. You could make journaling prompts for parenting, marriage, faith, weight loss, 
anything you can think of. Literally, if you can design it, you can sell it in the digital space. So many ideas. Number six, consulting services. Yeah, this one, you can get really creative here. This one surprised me, but I specifically saw when I was researching uh, people offering Etsy shop reviews where like they were selling these on Etsy as an Etsy listing. It was a couple hundred dollars or $80, depending on the, on the level of quality of the teacher. But basically they would go in and review your Etsy shop and then give you feedback, tell you what to change, do SEO research for you, give you a whole PDF run PDF rundown of what their feedback was. So you could get, you again, also could get creative in, in some kind of consulting service, providing it through Etsy. Just think through how you might orchestrate that. Number seven, you can sell supplies for anything. You don't have to make them. You just have supplies. So ideas would, you know, for, for scrapbooking, for baking, for crafting, bullet journaling, gift wrapping, teacher gifts. Um, for this one, I also did some quick research on Etsy to see what were the most searched terms for supplies. And they were, uh, here was the list that came up. It was supplies for crafts, supplies for small business, supplies for jewelry making, supplies for resin art, supplies for journaling, supplies for pottery, and supply box. So those were the most searched terms, if that helps you out about what people are looking to buy uh, on Etsy for, you know, in terms of supplies. And then our number eight is stickers. You can get them printed. This is such a trend right now. So I personally, I've never sold stickers, although I buy them for sure. I don't have resources to suggest for you on this yet, you know, in terms of, I don't, I don't know of a good printer to get them made, but I did want to include it here um, because some of you are doodlers or designers and you could create killer stickers and you could sell them and do a great, do make a fortune probably. Um, I mean, not as much as we'd like, right? Because stickers are a lower priced item, but you could still go through a lot and all you'd have to do is package them. So if it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, you know, do some research, find a great printing company. And, and PS, if you know of one, you'd like to recommend, shoot me a note because I love your suggestions and we're all in this together, right? Our two heads are better than one. So that, alrighty, I'm going to say that is, a, that is my list of eight. <laughs> I think it's a good chunk for today. And I, you know, I really can't wait to hear from you guys. Seriously, we got to buckle our seatbelts for the goodness I've got coming for 2022. Okay. And I know we're not even done with this year yet, but I'm getting excited. And, and Hey, I, you know, I was going to ask, would you please do me a favor as we, as we're moving into this next year and these fun things I'd like to bring you, if this podcast has been helpful to you, would you take a moment and rate and review the show for me? Just wherever you love to listen. I know it takes an extra minute, but it would, um, it would help a lot. And this is how I'm able to attract some of these top quality guests and sponsors. And most importantly, it's another way to attract and, and uh, get in front of more lovely people like you. I'd, I would love to be able to help more. And I would be so very grateful for your rate and review. It would feel like a Christmas, Christmas came early. <laughs> or you know what I really need? A welcome to your 40s <laughs> birthday hug from you. So, um, that would be amazing if you got a moment to do that. And I, I value you. You guys are so awesome. I love you to pieces. It's been a joy and a privilege to come hang out with you every week and get to know so many of you. So enjoy those eight product ideas that you can sell without using your precious little hands. Mine are excited for their break <laughs> and have an awesome week until next time. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. 
If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.